Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am very excited. I'm always excited. I'm, we're in the 20-something episodes here, and I've listened to some of my, like, the replays, and I'm like, I sound very excited in every episode, because I am, because this is truly the highlight of my week, this uh, uh, amazing opportunity that I get to connect with phenomenal women now at this point, all across the country, um, and to be able to chat about the journey from going through the shitstorm and getting to a place where we feel more confident about ourselves, no matter what is getting thrown at us. So I'm extra excited to have uh, Tara Filto with me today, who I have known you for not long enough, and every opportunity that I get to connect with you um, has been phenomenal. I've learned a little bit more about how amazing you are and the contributions mm-hmm. that you're making to your community. Um, and my, you know, one-sided, one-person opinion would not do it justice. So I wanted to just share with everybody a little bit about you. So Tara is the founder and CEO of Mother Daughter Empower. She is a wife and a mom of three, and she is super passionate about community, which led her to run for municipal politics in 2018. By the way, that's freaking, that's huge. That takes a lot of of real commitment and um, through all the adventures that came with her campaign she took the opportunity to bring her eldest daughter with her to many public outings and events Uh, there she noticed that the exposure to such experiences were both empowering and shaping her daughter's future so the following year she felt that she needed to do more to encourage and support girls everywhere and with uh, her entrepreneurial spirit lit and her eldest daughter by her side Mother Daughter Empower was born. And we are all grateful for that. Um, As a mom of girls, I am so excited for everything that you are building um, and looking forward to when we can get together and have all those hugs and and high fives and girl ugly cries and and all the good things that go along with that. Um, So welcome, Tara. Thank you so much. Thank me. you. Thank you so, so much. That was such a beautiful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> so um, we were chatting a little bit before we hit record. And of course, we got our little groove on with the dance party, yes. which I love. And you, of course, get, <laughs> as you can see, uh, if you can't see because you're listening to this uh, podcast, then uh, so Tara's in her car. And so she was doing <laughs> a lot of that, what we are all very used to, like that good share dancing and, uh, and the vibe yep. was brilliant. So um, lots of, lots of things going on in the world now. So, um, whenever you may be listening to this, so this is recorded just at the end of June and the world is, is doing its best to, to open up and, and find its way. And, um, a lot of other things sort of, uh, going on inside and on top of that. And, and what we were briefly talking about was that, although this is a huge 
undertaking for all of us and, and women, especially in this community. Um, this is not our first go with hard times or with challenges. And mm -hmm. with our experiences comes knowledge and insight. And, and sometimes we, um, we, some, we, we negate or we ignore, we don't notice how the skills that we actually bring to the table when we're facing uncertainty and change and, and confusion and frustration and anger and resentment, like all the things. And yes. there is a part of us that, that knows when to kick in and, and how to make, um, uh, how to pull things together and, and keep our family strong and to keep ourselves strong. And, and that is definitely what I've seen from you, Tara, as you've continued to show up for your community and continue to show up for your family. Um, I, I'm excited to hear what brought you to this place. So let us know a little bit about uh, your journey and, and what sort of inspired you to follow your passions in the community and not-for-profit and, and really yep. the social enterprise. Yeah, well, um, it's, it's quite interesting, you know. Uh, I, um, in my early uh, 20s and my late teens, um, I, I had somewhat of a music career and I traveled the East Coast um, right after I was done with college and university in which I studied communications. And I thought I, I thought I would become a journalist at that, at that point uh, in life and um, ended up touring the, the, the East Coast. And I ended up getting a, a job um, in fundraising. Um, and, uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. And I stuck with it for a few years. And um, it's funny how we kind of just fall into some things that are meant to be. So um, after I met my husband, and I had uh, my first daughter, um, I knew that I didn't, uh, you know, that I wanted to, to be close to home. I didn't want to keep traveling and, and, and keep pursuing um, a, a career that would, you know, make me leave home all the time and whatnot. So um, I kind of uh, shifted things a little bit and, um, and started working within the nonprofit uh, um, area. And it kind of just fell through with the fundraising experience that I had. Uh, I worked with some of uh, Canada's uh, largest nonprofit organizations. Um, and through that on my, was it my, yeah, it was my last maternity leave um, when I started really getting involved within my community. Um, we uh, moved from the city to a smaller town. I, I, I live in Innisfil and um, started to pay more attention to what was going on obviously this is where my kids were going to grow up um and uh there was a lot of issues within like traffic safety and around the school zone and um and at that point i was at home so i did i you know i did have a little bit more time and i started um speaking up a little bit more uh attending a lot of council meetings getting involved with the school getting involved with um different committees and um about a year in somebody said you know you should run for council and uh i i honestly hadn't thought about that at all <laughs> it's like hmm let me think about this i you know it's not really something that ever really crosses your mind unless it's it's an aspiration perhaps that you've had all your life so for me it was just really a matter of getting involved making a difference and um I took that, that question and pondered with it for quite some time. And I decided, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to give it up my 120%. Um, because as much as I want to get involved, I know nothing about, um, you know, politics and policies. So uh, 
after that, I took the full year and I, I went to every single council meeting. And I'm very grateful because as of today, the meetings are published and they're, they're streamed on YouTube. So you don't have to leave the comfort of your home, which is really nice. Um, so it's quite the dedication for a whole year. Uh, basically, it was uh, two meetings. So every two weeks, they would have a meeting. And I think they would start at like six or seven and sometimes run until 10 o'clock. And so I would sit there at every meeting and like just absorbing as much as, as you can. And, uh, and I, and I ran and, uh, obviously I, I, uh, I didn't win, but through that experience, it, it just, I learned so much and I learned that I was not only learning for myself, but what I was teaching my kids, like it was phenomenal. Um, my daughter started asking a lot of questions uh, you know, what does a mayor do versus what does a deputy mayor do? And these are all things that I had never even thought about when I was a kid. <laughs> like, it's not something that would cross my mind. So I, I was truly exposing my children to um, kind of this whole other uh, new world and, and getting them involved with their community and, and also seeing, you know, for them to see their mom really put herself out there, because I don't really think that there's much more you can do in regards to putting yourself out there when you're running for for counsel, you're in the public eye, um, anything you say or do could be, you know, scrutinized. Like it's, it's, you're really putting yourself out there. So it was quite interesting that, you know, they were watching me with big eyes. And I know that when I lost the election, they were much more disappointed than, than I was, but for them, it was hard, right? You know, mommy's running and, and, uh, and so after that, it, they were all, I, I also realized that they were watching how I would react to everything following, you know, once the election dust settled and, um, and it was a great lesson to teach them that you can't, you, you can't always win. Um, you can't always win. And, um, what are you going to do with that energy and how you're going to react to it is also equally important. Um, so I, uh, after the election just settled, I took a few months to kind of, you know, get back to the drawing board and, and, and decide, you know, what, what do I want to do next? Uh, because I, I just spent, you know, the whole year very much involved and learned so much. And, um, although I was, you know, still working, I was, you know, still working in the non-for-profit industry. I just felt very much called, um, that I needed to be doing something more. And, uh, so yeah, I took a few months to really think about what to do. And, uh, and I didn't know, I honestly didn't know what to do. I knew I, I was being called to do something more. I had no clue what that would be. And I remember, you know, just like praying every night, please give me a sign. What should I be doing? And, um, and one night at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> literally just sitting there, I call it my aha moment. And, um, the idea literally just came to me. I can't really explain it. Um, but it was, I was just thinking about an organization that brought, you know, um, mothers and daughters together, all ethnic, uh, ethnic back backgrounds, all religious backgrounds to come together, um, to empower the next generation. And I think part of that came because a few days before I'd come across the stat, um, that said that boys and girls at the age of seven, their confidence levels are the same, but by age 14, a girl's confidence level will have decreased by 30%, which is huge. And uh, that stat really, really stuck with me. So our mission is, um, you know, to empower girls and we're looking at girls ages seven to 14 so that they can be confident with who they are 
And so they can become anything they want to be. And we really, really hope um, that we can see a difference in that, in that stat within the next generation. So that's kind of in a nutshell how it all came to be. <laughs> so, I mean, so much learning, so many experiences that you literally packaged into um, a, a year, a year and a half or so, and like with three small children. So that, yes. that's, it, that's a major undertaking and clearly evidence of you feeling um, drawn to that. And it obviously spoke to you at a core level, which I think is, um, it's not something all women are used to doing. Um, especially uh, young moms or, or moms of any age, I mean, or the children of any age. Um, but yep. we, we could, it can get really tied into um, the shoulds and the, the on-looking, the external expectations, all of that. So yes. I'm, I'm really fascinated and excited sort of to hear how, because I know that, you know, there, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, I'm sure. Oh, so no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to hear how you manage some of that internal uh, yeah. battle, because as a woman in the world right now, you know, we're not immune to the external pressures and social norm and shame culture that we live in. Um, yep. and, and how you maintained your commitment uh, to this passion, even beyond um, and, and not that winning was the goal because it sounds to me like it was just the growth and the experience that was really driving you um, yep. but to go beyond to a point where you're like, I, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm still moving forward. So what, yes. what were some of the challenges for you inside that, that, uh, that you had to work through? Yeah, I think, I mean, first of all, being at home on mat leave with three kids, uh, I mean, most people would think that I was crazy to even take on, <laughs> take on the, the effort of, of running. Um, but I think that, you know what, if you don't try, how are you going to find out, right? And, and I always really try to think back to like, what's the worst that can happen, honestly? And, and, and really, how scary is that? And if you can ponder with that thought, what's the worst thing can happen? And if you can deal with what the worst thing that can happen is, then go for it. Because honestly, you're just going to learn and grow no matter what, right? Um, and I'm a very firm believer that what's meant to be will be. And so I, I've learned not to, to dwell on certain things. Like obviously everyone, you know, you, everyone's human and you have these emotions. Um, but the faster you can just kind of get over that and, 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 and continue is, is what's best. Um, but it definitely hasn't been easy and it still isn't. I mean, if, if I look at the work that I do within my community, I mean, from the, the first delegation that I did to a traffic safety committee, that was over three years ago. Um, and we're still fighting behind the scenes for these things. So it's, it's um, uh, you definitely have to be dedicated and passionate with no matter what you're, you're, you know, you're putting out there. And, uh, and just don't, don't give up. If you feel like you have a calling, uh, you know, give it a, ch give it a chance. And I think, um, you know, one thing that I've noticed over the years is that for some reason, perhaps, you know, again, society, that type of pressure is that often we think that we have to have all of our shit together in order to do something. And the reality is that none of us do. Like, yeah. honestly, none of us do. <laughs> And what goes on behind the scenes, we don't get to, you know, we don't get to see that. So it's so important to, to, to 
you know, if, if you're passionate, if you feel drawn, just, just go for it. What's the worst that's going to happen. Right? right. Right. Yeah. So what do you say you tapped? What would you say you tapped into to continue to move forward? Do you have, um, people specific people you turn to, uh, practices that you engage in? Um, because I, I know that, you know, staying dedicated isn't just something you decide and then it, it gets easy after that. Uh, obviously every day it's something you have to bring forward. And, um, so what, what is it that you would do in order to stay committed to you? Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, I think the first thing is giving yourself grace. It's so important. Um, and I think, you know, as moms, we always, we are superheroes at heart. I mean, just with everything that we do, but just giving us grace to know that there is only 24 hours in a day. And the reality is, is there is only so much that we can do. Um, and so I know we talk about balance a lot and, uh, and it's great to really strive for balance, but you're never going to have that perfect balance. Right. Right. And so giving yourself grace to understand that, you know what, there's days that, that there's things that are going to fall through the cracks. There's days that things, weeks or months that are, that things will take the back burner and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you need to give up on them. Give yourself grace to, you know what, your <coughs> priorities are going to shift. Like even right now we're in a pandemic. You're, I'm sure a lot of people's priorities have shift right now with what's going on and that's okay. Um, just, you know, it's, it's really, really hard because I feel, especially as moms, um, we deal with that, that, um, mom guilt that just hovers on a, it's a, it never goes away. Um, but we really do need to learn how to block that out and just, uh, give ourselves grace and, and, uh, you know, we're all doing the best that we can. So just keep, keep reminding myself of that because I mean, even right now there, there's some, um, there's some weeks where I'm able to, you know, put more effort in, in, into the social enterprise. And, and now, you know, at, w while the kids are at home, um, there's some days where, you know, I, I can't manage to post on social media and that's just the reality of what's going on. Right. 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 So, um, so yeah. And so it's not a week or two go, go by. It doesn't mean that you need to to give up just you know you got to keep uh keep doing whatever you can and uh, give yourself some grace awesome so tell us a little bit about uh mother daughter empower and tell us how what you've learned most recently has shifted some of the maybe maybe not so much focus points but um maybe the energy that you're now moving forward with uh, with, yes. with the whole initiative and, and the enterprise. Yeah, absolutely. So we're just, we, we just celebrated our one year in business. So we're just over one year. And um, I mean, we've learned so, so much in this last year. Um, we kind of did things a little bit backwards. We literally launched and our first retreat was, was two months after our launch. So we had two months to sell. <laughs> <laughs> our retreat. It was like, go, go, go. Right. Um, so over the last year, I really did have a chance to kind of take a step back. I mean, our, our first, our first ever conference was based like just on the verge of selling out before COVID. Um, so I definitely realized in the last year that there is a need for this. There really, really is a need for mothers and daughters to come together. Um, 
and it's just a matter of of uh, of serving them in the right way. Um, I think that that we're all so so busy, and so there really is a need to provide that space and time for moms and daughters to connect, mm-hmm. and it really gives them a reason to kind of schedule it in, book it in, um, get your tickets because life does get so busy. And so, um, I mean, the mother daughter bond is so unique and special and it's, and it's really important to, uh, you know, cultivate that and, uh, and, uh, watch it grow. And so we, we really do want to provide that space and time for moms. Um, I mean, more, more recently with everything that's going on, um, with the protests and the black lives uh, matter movement, um, I personally attended a march uh, just a, a few weeks ago and uh, was very, very grateful to have the opportunity to be there. I, um, I didn't know if it was um, a march that was appropriate for, for children. So I pondered with the idea and I'm very happy that I did decide to bring my daughter at the last minute. She was able to join me. And I think it's a day that we will remember forever. And it was just so, so important to to be there and have a better understanding of what's going on. Because I mean, um, I always thought of myself as a person that was, you know, anti-racist, but there's still so much work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that experience in a nutshell was very, very eye-opening. Um, and it definitely uh, made me rethink about, you know, certain things and, and being more inclusive and, um, even in, in regards to mother daughter and power, but also the community work that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sharing this now, so by it, it'll be official and it'll be out there by the time this, <laughs> I guess goes live. But, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it, it, it made me question what can I do? Right. Mm-hmm. Even as one person, I think if each person person really stands up and, and, and takes that thought and thinks about like, what can I do as an individual? And I took the time to really sit back and, and think about what can I do? And the first thing that we did was I did an interview and, and I, and I hope to ask the questions that everyone was thinking, but didn't have, you know, it was like the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they were really important questions to ask. And so I did that interview. I learned so much from that interview. And then I took a step back again and thought, okay, what, what's next? What else can we do here? And so just this week, um, I decided that I was going to resign from my position on our local library board because um, I, I really feel like there's, uh, I, I mean, obviously it's important to, to um, it's important that there's more of a culture, cultural diversity and, and our board is all, is all uh, white, female, uh, woman. And I think there's, there's one male that sits on the board. So I think that it would be, um, it's incredibly important to have a diverse voice. And I don't think that we have that right now. Mm. Um, so in regards to, you know, things that we can do individually, I think we could all take a step back and think um, about, about what, what we can do. And I think that's my way of, you know, uh, stepping up and doing better. And there's still, there's still so, so much more that, um, that we can do. Mm. And I agree wholeheartedly. And I think each individual, like with anything else, um, it's about taking that opportunity to reflect on where we're at and, and how we're feeling um, and processing our, our actions beyond the, 
you know, the habitual or knee-jerk responses and, and, and not just for this circumstance where um, in, in Black Lives Matter and, and anti-racist, um, it's not a movement, but the, the huge spotlight that's, uh, is on it right now, which is very deserving. Um, it's, it goes to, to everything. So I think that, absolutely. um, the, the work that you are doing and as someone with a voice in your community and, um, you know, across the country, I, I know that mother daughter empower is something that is, that is reaching, um, all the provinces and, um, it, it's, 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 it, we are each doing what we can, whatever that looks like, and and knowing that um, as we choose to take steps and as we choose to take action, all that we can do is is think about those things and and ask ourselves those questions. Is that you know what was that like? Who am I in that moment? What have I learned since? What am I planning to do next? And um, there's one thing that has come very clear to me and everything that's transpired over the last few months is um, I cannot focus on all the, th the things that I had done in the past and, and judge myself inside of that. I have to be able to look ahead and go, what do I want to do now with that information, with that knowledge, with those feelings, um, and, and then take action from there, not from a... Um, a pain or shame standpoint, but really from a, a space of growth and love and through yes. that lens of, of opportunity and, and potential. And for me, as someone who, as, a, as an empath and as someone who, um, you know, I'm, I'm very cognizant of the energy that I invite into my world. I, I want to be able to surround myself with other uh, prominent, innovative, and passionate people who have that same perspective. Um, yes. There's work to be done, and there is injustice to be that needs to be addressed. And from me, from each of us personally, when we do this inner work, approaching ourselves with love is how we are going to make sustainable change. If we approach ourselves with with loathing and hatred and anger and resentment and and tie that in, and 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 then that's what we end up creating more of. And, and that is not what is going to serve the human race. It's just not. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's like you said, it's so important to take that knowledge and then just really take some time to think about what can I do with this? What, mm -hmm. what, even if there's slight change, you know, what changes can I make personally, whether that's in my home or a conversation that I can have with somebody? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we all have to start somewhere yeah. and um I think even recently with a few things that we see in the media, I mean, it's, it's really important to, I think a lot of people are just so used to getting very defensive mm -hmm. and, uh, and then certain things just blurred out or come out. And it, it's, I think that's a lesson to be learned to really be able to take it all in and have an open mind and just, mm -hmm. you know, we, we don't all know everything. So it's, it's really important to take the time to think about, um, you know, how we can make those, those changes within our, ourselves, as you said. Right. And I mean, as with all things, even small, minor disagreements, often the disconnect that we feel um, from others is grounded in our value sets or our value systems or really what's driving us or what's motivating our behavior and our thoughts. And each person, I truly believe, is doing the best they can with what they have and mm -hmm. it's making decisions based on what they believe is best 
for them in that moment and whoever else it is that they serve, uh, whether it be family or friends or community. And, and being able to have an, an, an open dialogue, I mean, it does require that both parties are willing to engage in that. And um, as far as what we can do individually is getting really clear on what's driving us and then use those drivers to propel ourselves forward. So um, for many of my friends who are very open and very vocal, you know, their number one core value is justice. And, and I want these people in my life because they are doing work that isn't necessarily the work that I gravitate to because my number one core value is connection. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm pulling the people together to have the conversation, but I need the, all of the different voices and by voices, I, I, I mean, diversity as a whole, but, but really- yes. bringing in people who see the world differently and who are moving towards different actions and different sort of uh, behaviors that reflect what matters most to them. And then using all of that as a spectrum for growth as a whole is really valuable. And I mean, yes, there are different values that in some circumstances can feel like they're, they're in conflict, but when we come to this place, this sort of chunk up moment, if you will, where it's like, I see why you're doing the things that you are choosing to do because yeah. that's based on what's important to you and what matters to you and, 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 and all of the information that you currently have and as am I. And so knowing mm-hmm. that we can, you know, the whole idea of I can, I can be, I can do better and be better once I know more, um, yes. that includes being open and, and aware of, um, kind of an understanding of how others operate by getting a clear picture of how we operate. Because I think if yeah. you don't know who you bring to the table, there's no way you can have a clear conversation. And exactly. It, right. And so if we come in, you know, emotions first, which is, uh, this is, that's pretty common, but if we don't know why we are feeling the way that we're feeling or really what's driving us, um, it can be very difficult to, to, to then open up to someone else's perspective and someone else's point of view in order for growth to occur again. And, and it obviously um, th- that's a, a bit of a generalization and, and coming back to, you know, both parties of a conversation need to be in agreement that they're in a conversation. Um, and, and now we're, there's so many conversations being had yep. and, uh, or what people think are conversations, which are really just two viewpoints coming at each other to smash into each other. That's different. Um, Anyway, that, I, again, I'm, I'm sort of looking at uh, growth as a whole, uh, as beyond, a whole yeah. Yeah, beyond this specific um, movement. And, 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 and for me and in, in my work and, and, and what I think is really valuable is that the growth starts this way, right? It starts uh, with us. Absolutely. Um, it always starts internally. You can't see the outside change unless you start internally, right? Right. right. Yeah. So I'm Absolutely. really looking forward to to seeing um, the shifts. The and I don't want to say shifts. Sorry, uh, the um, enhancements energetically mm-hmm. to um, our community as a whole and mother daughter empower. And um, as a member and excited, and my daughter who still doesn't know that she was going because it was supposed <laughs> to be a surprise. I made her this little like ticket and everything, but then Aww. like, well, you know. I didn't want to give her something and then tell her it wasn't, it wasn't. A yeah. Thing. So, That's... um, when a new date gets announced, then, oh, 
this is going to be monumental. And, and that's something else I was thinking about. So obviously everybody in going through the past few months of, of isolation and, um, and whatever that looks like as far as Mm -hmm. what we've been experiencing. And then the spectrum of what moms are experiencing from being frontline workers and having to isolate from their families to being alone with their families 24 seven. I'm thinking a lot about that um, desire to, if I, you know, for me, I've been home with my daughter, been able to really connect in ways that I, I couldn't even fathom and, and, thinking about the world opening back up, I feel like there's be a loss and, and I don't mm. want to lose that. And so having a space like mother, daughter and power, that's like a go-to for me, like, so that I can maintain that connection. And then I'm thinking to the mom who has been feeling disconnected, that she too would be looking for an opportunity to, to get grounded and, and, and create a special space dedicated to the, the growth and evolution of, of both of them together. And I, I, I'm really so excited that you have put that you've created this entity this space um for women uh, across the spectrum especially what we're going through right now so well thank you yeah yeah. it's it really is you know sometimes again like just it's funny how you said you feel like when you know things are going to open back up that you feel that your you know your fears that there'll be a disconnect and um and i think i'm on the other side of that where I feel like right now I'm in the house with three kids and it's so hard to give them that one-on-one attention. Whereas before I could take them individually and we had that space. So um, it's, it's really interesting to see how everyone is just kind of handling this so differently. Um, But yeah, with mother daughter empower, we definitely want to create that space. It's a very important space. Um, And I'm, I'm really excited within the next uh, few weeks, we're actually launching our, our free membership for moms and daughters. So, um, yeah, so you can, you can just, uh, check us out on, uh, on our website, uh, www.motherdaughterempower.ca under membership, you sign up and then every month, um, we're going to send you, it's a PDF, uh, kit. And in that kit, there's going to be, um, a guided journal entry, a positive affirmation and a challenge for the month. Um, so again, it's, it's, it's giving moms and dollars the opportunity to come together um, and we suggest you booking a time, whether that's a specific time every month, um, about one hour to work on your challenge and decide, you know, how you're going to maneuver it. And it's, it's, it's just a fun opportunity to get together, to connect, and also to learn more about each other. Even the journal em- entry is, uh, is prompted and, and the questions um, usually stay the same on a um, monthly basis so that there can be co- some consistency there. Awesome. Perfect. So that sounds really exciting about uh, the opportunities for the mothers and daughters every single month. You know, I'm a huge advocate of reflective practice and journaling, and I'm super excited to dive into that. Um, So Tara, thank you so much for your time and for um, obviously, you know, <laughs> doing the best Can you we can. Clean it up and, more? And, um, and I don't want to take Can you away from your family. 
any longer. Um, we have a little one that creeped into the interview right now. So, and you know what? This <laughs> is this is real life, and this is how this works. And she's enjoying yep. a delicious freezy. I don't blame her. It's a hot. She day. is. <laughs> so, Tara, thank you so much, and uh, I look forward um, to jumping onto that membership and taking advantage of those really great opportunities. And I just want to thank you. Thank you so much as a member of your community, as a mom of little, uh, little people. And I mean, I happen to have daughters, but it's really about the grand spectrum of all children and, and the work that you're doing. So please uh, keep doing what you're doing and, and enhancing uh, the growth opportunities for, for people all over. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for having me with you today and your wonderful podcast. I'm so excited for you. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. You're very welcome. Have a great day. You as well. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness. <laughs>